in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here. So grab your assigned seat, sit back, and enjoy this week's top 10. Brought to you by the Schmoes No Network. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to this week's recap and review here on the Top 10 Show. I'm John Roca. I am Matt Nost. And uh, through fan request, we have, uh, we're have we going to do a recap and review of The Nice Guys. The Nice Guys. Uh, with uh, Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling, directed by... Uh, Shane Black. Shane Black, yeah. Matt. Oh, oh, yeah. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. For those that haven't seen it, um, or you don't mind that the movie is going to be ruined... And we're going to talk about it in depth. Then uh, go ahead and listen. But otherwise, thanks for the download. Thanks for the watch on uh, or the like on YouTube. Yes, whatever the case is. Uh, the nice guys. We both saw it independently. We had no discussion about doing this. We didn't. And then it's just like, hey, I saw this over the weekend. As did I. Yeah. And then Bing Bang Boom. You guys now get a show. <laughs> you like that? Done and done. Free content. Extra content for you. Oh, uh, what'd you think, Matt? I uh, uh, I'm surprised. That I liked it in that the first third, I yeah. thought I was not going to like it. Oh, really? Because I thought the jokes weren't landing. Yeah, you thought they were, they were a little uh, manufactured. Yeah, I thought that there was like, man, they're fucking reaching for these punchlines like over and over yeah. and over, or, like staying with the character yeah. after you thought that they were going to cut. Yeah. Just like, okay, we're going to hang here, and then they're just going to pepper in a punchline that goes nowhere. It's like, I thought it was just going to be a bunch of misses, like swings mm-hmm. and misses. Mm-hmm. But those all kind of set up the characters to eventually where they got to later on. Yeah. They, you know, just it gave you more depth to the character later on in the film. Yeah. And actually set up punchlines better at the end. Yeah. That may or may not have, you know, landed, at least for me in the yeah. beginning. It was an interesting film to watch because uh, it was very much in the vein of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which I, yeah. I love that film. And uh, I like his style of writing when he does these smaller films, Shane Black. They're much more uh, contained, so they're fun to watch as just separate uh, mm-hmm. entities. Um, and I thought the chemistry of Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling was surprisingly off the charts. Um, and the little the girl, his daughter, fantastic. Uh, it's uncomfortable at times, certain situations that she finds herself in, that you as an audience member watching, I'm like, oh, she's 13, but, but at the same time, like... That- that was one of the few parts later on in the film when she's yeah. watching the porno with the yes. actress. Yes. I didn't understand her in that moment. So are we uh-huh. to assume that she knows what anal is? I guess. And that has seen anal? Well, once again, this is 70s, so I don't know if the free, like, this stuff, this No fucking way. Okay, all right, I don't know. Like, think about it, because at that California point in, in the, the 70s, 70s, they're like stag films. You have to go to a damn theater. You can't own these at home. That's true. So how in the world would this little girl know what anal is and be okay with just like nonchalantly like it's up on the screen, but yeah. I have a job to do? Yeah. That to me was like, okay, are we just, is she just trying not to focus on that because she's so at the task at hand trying to find Annabelle? Yeah, maybe that's what or it Or she's so desensitized to pornography mm. that just seeing someone get railed in their keister yeah. 
is old hat to her. Yeah. Like a kid of this gen- today's generation, yeah, because the internet and you sure. can search that out and sure. people put up those, you know, filters and whatnot and kids all you gotta do is Google a way to get around that and they'll yep. figure it out. Yep. So I give you that. But in the seventies, I don't know, that yeah. that scene threw me off. But then right back into the fun. Yeah. Of a dead guy, actually, right after that. <laughs> That's <laughs> a right. lot of fun. But she had this she had this uh purity about her as a character, right? I mean the She's walking in the field where they would have had their house, you know. Yeah, that, and, where the house burnt down. Right, and she's, uh, you know, she's tries to encourage Russell not to kill that guy, you know, and Russell sends her off to go find uh, help, and then later on, she really does convince him to not kill the di- the guy, uh, the John Boy character. See, and I thought it was going to break the other way. Yeah. Where she was going to see the need of one less motherfucker like this in the world. Right. So you would see the utility of a Russell Crowe. Yeah. That's where I thought. And when it went the other way, I was like, huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And Russell Crowe going, you owe your life to a 12-year-old girl. Yeah. But he didn't, like, cuff him or anything. He just stopped whooping his ass. Yeah. And like, oh, okay, so now there's an honor amongst these criminals that he's just gonna let him go well i imagine the cops took him eventually right okay it seems like maybe all those cops were all around and showing up and stuff um i thought the slapstick nature of it worked in the moments when they had it you know the stuff in the, the stuff in the bathroom still worked even though it's in the trailer that still worked for me which uh, part in the bathroom with blanking. has the he's reading the magazine on the shitter and oh he has the gun and this yeah redness. <laughs> it still worked nails totally still all the beats hit great choreography of physical on that um, but the scenes between them, like that's what's interesting about the movie for me is you're presented to, as Ryan Gosling is kind of a loser character. You think uh, Russell is uh, the um, the you know the guy that has a little more together, even though he's dealing with the fact that his wife left him for his dad, which is fucking so strange. Uh, it's still you still think he's the more together character, and then you uh, start to see that he's not as together as we think he is. And with Ryan, you keep wanting to discount him and he comes through he's good in spite of himself is yeah. what i'm saying because of what he's and also through. you realize why he has the flaw yeah in the character yeah. it's because he is blaming himself for the death of his wife right and i love that they set it up you know earlier on a place for russell crowe to just break his balls yeah but not- be like you can't smell <laughs> world's greatest detective over here kind of thing and that builds to the reason that he drinks and he's this raging alcoholic. Yeah. But it's like 9 a.m. and he's having a cocktail. Yeah. It's like, I get it, man. If you have the guilt of, but you can't kill yourself because you have to raise your daughter. Right. You can't, you know, doubly dishonor your wife. Right. So you got to hold it together to do something here. But, like, that's that's great. Well, I think that's why we as an audience can possibly accept the daughter being a little more mature about things. She kind of has to take care of him because she has to take care of him. I mean, she picks him up. She's always driving the car. Yeah. You know, she almost always is driving the car and you see that she's the one that's trying to get him to stay on track and bitch him out when he doesn't, you know, when she says to him, well, actually we went, we had to stop off at a bar when they were coming back and Russell was waiting for them. She has that thing where she reminds him. Uh, but uh, the, the overall plot I th- of the film I thought was interesting because you have the whole beginning with this you know, porn star going through the, uh, through the house uh, in her car. I thought that was a fantasy crashing. at first or a dream. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow, how funny. It's okay. like, oh, well, we cut to this and then boom, she comes flying through the house. And, yeah. Oh, is somebody dreaming right now? And then it builds up like, oh, wow, this is just, you know, she yeah. got coked out of her mind. 
and when driving or something in the hills. Right. What a great name, Misty Mountains. It's one of the best names ever. <laughs> and, and still, they, they worked the idea of the fact that the woman actually did see her niece. She thought she saw her niece. It actually ended up working out as part of the plot. Yeah. Which was so overt, you thought, oh, they're just going to explain it away at some point as something stupid. Well, just because Annabelle worked. looks like her. Yes. So there it is. There's your explanation, you crazy old bird. Right. Right, like, but it's huh? something more. Yeah, you know, it turns it's out it's great. this other. Were you shocked when they killed Annabelle? I was like, "What? Oh fuck!" Like, "Oh, what? What?" Um, at that point, no, because the way it lined up. Okay. And once you see the car pulling up, and be like, "She's dead." Really? Just because he was there to do that anyway. Right. That was right. his job was right. to make sure that she's no longer a loose end. What I didn't, what I found the most jarring was like Kim Basinger going straight to camera talking about Detroit. Where she was like, you know, what's good for Detroit is good for America. And like this yeah. weird, like, okay, what are we trying to say here, Bob? Yeah, it felt like Shane was saying something about Yeah, what what exactly are you trying to say? Yeah, yeah. What is this a, really a metaphor for? Yeah, to me because it seemed like he was trying to say something about the big banks and about uh, Wall Street and bailing out. And okay. That's what it felt like to me that he was trying to make the other. Because in the 70s, that's what it would be, oil in the banks. But it was... Nowadays, it's... Her explanation of that was so over the top. Like, it, not over the top, but it was just like a... Or oil there, in the industry, sorry. There was no industry. subtlety to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there wasn't. It was just like a, I am just going to lay out, yeah, my position and why I'm doing this, and just like okay, that makes you know I've seen that motivation before. We all yeah. have, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't know why, and it, it's it's weird because you could go, well, that's terrible script writing and all that, and be like, I don't believe that because he did such a, a excellent job the rest yeah. of the time, yeah. That I have to assume that this means something that I'm just not gleaning right now. Right, right. That's what it. Like I said, that's what it. It radiated to me that he was trying to really hammer the point home in that moment of what he was talking about. My, uh, if I had any issues, it was making the her black her black assistant like uh, somehow a buffoon. It bothered me a little bit because she seemed like she could handle herself, and she'd killed three people. So the fact that she would slip on coffee or you know be hitting be hit with a film canister, I thought was kind of lame. Uh, she's a little tougher than I thought. They should have okay. let her go down a little tougher. Like it'd be a little tougher to get her down. Didn't she go down by jumping after the canister that was going to go down, and she like slammed her head into a guardrail or something? All that stuff. I was like, uh, would she have done that? And as smart as she seems to have been from the beginning, it was kind of weird to have her play kind of dumb. It worked for the plot because they, that's they they have to further the situation. I just thought it was I thought they could have done it a little better. They could have spent a little more time making that a little more believable. Okay, uh, because they presented <laughs> such a strong character. I just didn't want her to go down that way and you're right and a little bit that Kim Basinger speech a little bit's like mm, okay you know? but how excellent was the fake doctor oh my gosh dude as soon as he showed up you're like yeah. oh creepy oh, yeah oh creepy this guy's a snake and when he's he's talking he knows a little bit of the jargon enough to fool a girl yeah and then when she figures it out he just instantly changes like oh now you're slowing me down yeah this just went from <laughs> I'm having fun to okay I'm back on the clock yeah like I was always on the clock it just man that guy was great yeah it was really good very, very uh, do you know what else chilly. he's been in? I, I haven't looked it up uh, since then. I'll look yeah, it up. I'll look. Yeah, I'll look it up here. Uh, yeah, I, I thought he was in some show uh, recently, and I can't remember what the show was. Um, but he's... Uh, yeah, I couldn't place him. I saw him, and I was like, nah, I mean, that hair obviously looks like a wig. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I still don't... If I put blonde hair on you in my mind, or if yeah. I do anything else, it's just like, it's not helping. I'm not Matt really Matt Bomber. Seeing. He was in a white, uh, white Collar. He was a lead... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. He was up for Superman, too, against Henry Cavill. I think it was him between those two guys. He's actually voiced Superman, too, so... And he was in Magic Mike. Uh, yeah, I can picture uh, him yeah. now. 
It's he weird because his hair looked like a wig. Maybe he just dyed darker. And he was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning, which we talked about. <laughs> I don't even remember him in that. Yeah, I don't remember him in that either. But yeah, so he did a great job. Great job when he made the switch and the fights, all that believable. Oh, yeah. Very calm. Whatever was happening, t- turn around, machine gun the whole freaking house just, with, with no no issue. Yeah, exactly. No no empathy towards his fellow man and the, yeah. the plight he's putting them through. Just like, nah, I'm, yeah. I don't mind killing. Yeah, I was hired to kill you guys, so man, that's what yeah. I'm here to do. Just matter of fact. It's, I, I was. I found myself at moments wondering if they could have made this Val Kilmer and Robert Downey Jr. again. Like, how would it have worked? Who would it? Because obviously, Kilmer is, is the Russell Crowe character, and Robert Downey Jr. would play the the Ryan Gosling character. But I think it worked with the two guys they used. It did. Really I mean, well, the only of those two that I think that would flip flop in nicely would be Downey Jr. Yeah. Just because I think. Kilmer's kind of gone away from. I, I don't see him like Russell Crowe was kind of perfect in that. Not to yeah. say that Gosling wasn't in his, but I'm saying of the two that you're setting up, yeah, I think that is the more plausible of the two. But I thought Ryan Gosling was great. I like the heavier Russell Crowe. I like the heavier. So do I. Just not caring man, man bear that he is. Yeah, the not caring man bear. He's just so great at it. You know, so so it really is like like a like a glove it just fits him like a glove he's so perfect playing it it almost seems effortless because he's so believable and so dialed into knowing how that character's uh, quirks and pacing works in dialogue even the scene when in flashback when the, when his wife tells him that he, she's sleeping with his dad yeah. his spit take is one of the best spit takes i've ever seen yeah but it's all pure timing and the character but it's also created. against type yes you've never seen Absolutely. russell crowe do anything like this for the most yeah. part yeah so to see him do that do a spit take it was it was excellent wasn't it great it was excellent yeah you you were a comedian you you know it was and the fact that they cut so quick yes. made it even better yes. just like get in get out bing bing just like great that's a great joke that's so good. Uh, God, there was a couple other really good jokes from like, okay, you got me. He actually yeah. got me laughing in the theater. I'm the surprised Filipino by one where he says it when at the end where they've drawn. They draw oh, that it looks. Like, he looks Filipino or whatever he said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do look Filipino. I think it is Filipino is what he says. <laughs> I was laughing so hard at that, man. I, I, was, I was, After the first third, I was just like, yeah, I just don't think I'm going to like this that much. Yeah. And then it closed out so strong that everything that I thought that they were reaching for in the beginning yeah just like okay that's fine because when you reach later you connect yeah so you're kind of setting up basically priming the audience for this is how we're going to mine for humor later on yeah um i love keith david being in it like yeah he was great as a heavy that guy doesn't age man he actually he looked older too for the first time okay because he looks a little gaunty for him oh okay so maybe yeah maybe he's not yeah I think it's one of those of if I want to stay in the shape that I'm accustomed to, yeah, I've got to change my diet. Yeah. I got to fucking work out like crazy and whatnot. Do yoga, yeah, All just like a, just go Russell Crowe's way, man. Just <laughs> let age catch up to you. Just put it on, man. Yeah, it's inevitably coming to us all. What are you gonna do? Yeah, it's true. Uh, great stuff. I mean, the whole thing where at the end where he sh- I mean, uh, in the fight at the at the party where he shoots him in the leg and says, "You won't see me again. I'll be in Michigan." Like you just accept that, and then when he shows up later, you're like, of course, of, of course. course but yeah, you did. You did. you bought it as like some sort of there's an unspoken code. Yeah, that's they, what it felt like. They're both willing to honor it because early on, Russell Crowe's like, eh, I get it. You show up here, right? You got a job to do. You rough me up. Yeah, but but now you've taken it too far, right? Like now you've gone past what is our our job. Yeah. And that, yeah, that guy was great too. Yeah, it was just, it was like a, it, was, it felt like Sasha Baron Cohen type thing. He looked, he had that look and 
his portrayal though was so much more like hyper amped and the way he was reacting to everything and when he got hit by the 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 truck i was so out of the blue you're just like oh shit you thought it was going to be this like constantly being shit on foil coming after russell and and ryan and then he's taken care of within the first hour you know well i i mean i figured his demise was ultimately coming because we have to set up who who uh his boss is right yeah and the true baddie of the fake doctor to show up yeah yeah so what do the hotel sequence, man, when they're in the elevator watching people die? And oh, when the dude comes out the window, that part got me because they're in the glass and just they look over and they see that like they make a choice. They go up, they poke their heads out. Guys are dying left and right and they make the wise decision. Let's get back in this. Yeah, fucking elevator. Get the fuck down. yeah, I love that they didn't storm in like, you know, yeah, like heroes. I thought they were going to. I thought, yeah, that's your cliche of your mind. When you watch so many movies, you're like, oh, yeah, they're going to storm in. But no, like, no, great. Dudes are getting shot left and right. Like, I'm not an assassin. Yeah, I'm a P.I. Yeah. Like, man. But yeah, when he comes out the window, that part fucking got me. Oh, and then when he when uh, who was it? Was it David Keith that attacks him in the hotel room and goes flying over the edge with him, or he falls? No, he yeah, falls. It's what? at the top of the hotel, and then he falls. Uh, oh, down. into the pool. Yes. Oh man. And he's like, I, I, I don't think I can die. I don't. It's like this. I'm an invincible kind of thing. Or when Tricky Dick was in the pool after him. Oh, that was so brilliant. That was that was a great like. <laughs> Because it was it, it was almost like this forced in interstitial of like Russell Crowe just being like you know it's all a matter of perspective yeah and then yeah Ryan Gosling said I'm like why don't you just say that instead of giving me this long fucking story yeah you know yada 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 <laughs> yeah, that was great yeah. but then just to cut to at the end and it's yeah. like you've fallen again from a great height <laughs> yeah it's tricky dick but I thought he's like his his physical comedy of when he went over the balcony oh, at the party oh man was so excellent great. so great and then when he found the body. His re- oh, his, his Three Stooges? <laughs> yeah, that's what it was, right? Yeah. Or his Laurel and Hardy? That's what it was, totally. I man. mean, after after when he's... <laughs> it's like, we are literally doing an homage. The first two, when he yeah. can't get his breath, it could have been knocked out of him. Of he is seeing it. Yeah. That could be. But when he, they just keep mining that well and be like, all right, well, that's fine. I have no problem with that. I grew up loving those. Yeah. So that's great. I accept it. Yeah. I don't know if that translates... To the entire audience, right. I'm sure my wife didn't appreciate it near as much as I did. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have no idea. I'd have to ask her. Right. But that does go like, a, yeah, you know, it's a good joke. Yeah, it's a good yeah. joke. You're so scared and frightened in the moment that you can't even capture your own breath. It yeah. just escaped you. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. But then they throw the body onto a quinceanera or a party yeah, that's just, It's such a great beat. And then we got to get the fuck out of here. And they start just scampering away. But it's great because you also have like the 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 moments that you th- the the film does such a great job that the moments that are that you think will be cheesy work like when never gets rubbed off his wrists his, yeah I mean his hand yeah you, the you accept it you're like oh yeah it's actually kind of cool because you there's enough of his backstory that you've been involved in and you see enough of the character to start to care about the character so that and want him to live so that when you see it rubbed off you're like. Yeah, good. All right, good. You're going to keep going, you know, and the, the girl and, and uh, like the daughter is going to have her dad back and all this kind of jazz. He's going to move past this and get, you know, which is what this film was, is like two men in transition in their lives taking on a case that 
you know, changes both their lives in a positive yeah. way, you know, in the end, uh, which I enjoyed about the film. And once again, Shane Black does great. I just love his stuff. I mean, I wish he'd do more of these every couple of years instead of every, what, seven or eight Hopefully years. this one does enough. I mean, it came in fifth. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It, so It doesn't have that kind of, yeah. It does, like, you know, when we were going to the theaters on Sunday. Yeah. And we went with her dad because he wanted to see it. Oh, cool. And um, and I was like, yeah, I, w- I wanted to see this too, so let's go see it, you know? Yeah. And he was he went in early to go get seats, and uh, we were going to get a drink. And I was like, he really doesn't need to do that. And she's like, really? The theater's kind of busy. And I was like, it's. I already know it came in fifth for the weekend. Yeah, it's not so, the there for. Although it was busier than I anticipated, but yeah. it was like twenty percent full. Yeah, I was expecting nobody, yeah. like just fucking crickets. But yeah. uh, it was. Yeah, I, I hope it does well enough to foster him doing more movies like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they have great chemistry too. I wouldn't mind another one. A yeah, sequel to this film would be sure. Great with their, you know, taking on some case that would be really interesting. Because um, that's fun. That was so much fun. Uh, I think the only time. monkey rich in there is the daughter because she will have grown up so oh, much between now and the next one. That's true. She reminded me of someone, and I can't remember who some actress that's working nowadays. I uh, she kind of, I mean, she, she reminded me of like a, a young. Uh, Oh, the girl that's on Veep but that was on My Girl. Oh, Anna Klumsky? Klumsky. You I was about to say vibe? Anna Pack one, but I was like, that's yeah, no. not right. <laughs> that's, no, no. Kind of like her mixed yeah. with, but yeah. she was like had that same like mature innocence. Little Monica Potter in there, too. Okay. I felt a little bit, for me, at least a little bit of that. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah. So we, what, what do you want to say? You want to do any last thoughts? Um, like, is there anything else we needed to kind of address? We just loved it so much. No, I mean, I'm just... I was uh, happy with the overall film by the time it finished. Uh, kind of surprised in that after, once again, the first third. Yes. Um, it ended exceedingly strong for me. Yeah. It's a good story. It's a fun story. Uh, a lot of good humor, but still good action and characters and yeah. direction. There's some great scenes. Yeah. So overall, pretty impressive. Yeah. I hope it does well enough to, you know, at least it's not a, a, a stain on anybody's resume. Right. No, no, no. I don't think it should be. I mean... Well, no. I mean, people may like it, but if it doesn't do money, then it's not a good thing in this yeah, town. Yeah, So hopefully it does enough money to where everybody can go, you know, it's really good, and we should all appreciate it yeah. more. Yeah. It's so funny. These films don't... Like, you know, you'll see $100 million for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but not a lot of people will come see this film, and that's a shame because this is the better quality film. Yeah. This is the better written film. This is a better action film. Well, maybe not better action, but certainly good action and better story, and it's fun to watch, and better acting. It's just fun to watch all around. You wish more people would gravitate to these kinds of films so we would get more of these kinds of films. But this is like these are like echoes of a bygone era, like Lethal Weapon, those kinds of things. They're really, really yeah. rare that they you get a shot at doing it's, these. Yeah, and it's such a small anymore. movie. Yeah. That, just the way it's presented. Exactly. You would hope that since they saved so much on the budgeting of the film that they could apply that to the marketing. Yeah. Be like, oh, you know what? We gave you, you know, uh, it cost you $35 million to make this. Yeah. Maybe we put another $10 million or $15 million or something into the marketing yeah. and spin a modest hit out of this because it doesn't have to do a whole ton, and it's a good nope. film. Yeah. Hopefully enough with word of mouth and whatnot, it just does consistently at a certain rate. Yeah. I think good it points. could because uh, if anybody asked me or anybody that I saw it with, you know, all three of us walked out going, that was good. Yeah. And we all liked it for the same and different reasons. Yeah, yeah. So with my friend Shannon, same thing. We both walked out going, this is fucking great. Yeah. Such a fun time. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to our recap and review of The Nice Guys. Um, yeah. Follow us at Top 10 Show on Twitter, at Top 10 Podcast on Instagram. Follow Matt at Matt Nost on Twitter. Follow me at The Roca Says. Uh, and 
Uh, if you want to email the show, it's top10podcast at gmail. That's all spelled out, top10podcast. Um, we haven't announced as per this week's shows. Yes. Uh, but you did it on Twitter. Um, we have an announcement coming. It'll be coming in the next two to three weeks, I'm guessing. Because uh, yeah. we've got to do the th- whatever, and there's the thing, then the thing happens. <laughs> and that happening happens at a specific point. We've got to work out some details. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of vagary, but... Yeah, that's good. It's the reason we haven't gotten back to anybody about producers, even though individuals are uh, still submitting resumes or checking in. Hey, if you guys made a decision yet or something like that. Right. We're blown away by the response that we've gotten there. Absolutely. Wanted to reply uh, sooner, but the, we had this come up and we've been talking about it. Really this. came up out of the blue. Yeah. So we've had to put everything back on hold a little bit to see how this plays out, to see what we. Well, about getting back to them about this kind of stuff, about producers and all that kind of jazz. So, And even T-shirt designs. We're holding off on that yet yeah, as well. So. For the time being. Yeah. Um, so once you hear the announcement in the next couple of weeks, you'll understand why we've been holding back. And then we'll let you know going forward if we end up do needing any more help or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, the change can only help the show. Yes. So we're going to build a larger community and there's going to be more people in it. And, yeah. You know, you original adopters... Trust me, we'll figure out something. Now you're giving it away. Now you're giving it away. Well, are Slow we down. giving it away? Slow down. We're growing the show. That's all I'm That's saying. That's all we're saying. We're going to grow the show. We're growing the show. Okay. That's A fair. change is coming. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening.